Let's raise our hands to heaven. Say, I am anointed for increase. I will not decrease. This year, I will increase. I will not diminish in the name of Jesus. Let's pray and make that a confession to the Lord tonight. I am anointed for increase. This year, I will increase. I will not diminish. No matter what happens, I am increasing. I am not decreasing. I am anointed for increase. I will increase. I will progress. I will not diminish. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am anointed for increase. I will not diminish. In the name of Jesus, say it. Let the devil hear you. Hear yourself that you have been anointed for increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am anointed for increase. I will not diminish. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am anointed. I am anointed for increase. In the name of Jesus, I will not diminish. In the name of Jesus, and so shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, tonight we decree that we are anointed for increase. And we will not decrease in the name of Jesus. This amount of increase we enjoy increase. Every area of our life in the name of Jesus. We will not move backward. We are marching forward in the name of Jesus. Father, so shall it be in Jesus' name. And the saints say the loudest, amen. amen. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Tonight is a wonderful night. I learned today is 28th. Of February 2024. We are marching forward. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Then Samuel took a fear of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou departed from me today, thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre, the body of Benjamin and Caesar, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found, and lo, thy father left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shalt thou go on forward from thence. Thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor. And there shall meet three men going up to God to Bethel. One carrying three keys, and another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. Maybe I should continue reading to seven. And they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hand. After thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistine, and shall come to pass when thou art come either to the city, thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place. With story and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. That the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. And shall be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Say, God is with me. I can't hear you. Say, God is with me. I am anointed for increase. And I will not decrease in the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 says, But the part of the jaws is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. That's how your part will be in life in Jesus' name. 
Anytime we are talking about increase, we are also talking about a special anointing that come upon you that moves you forward. The anointing that you have received is to increase you and not to decrease you. When God blesses Samuel, when God blesses Saul, and has Samuel to bless him, that God has anointed him. He has anointed him to move forward. Now I'm praying for you this year, you are going to move forward. Okay, I say to somebody, you move forward. This year, you now move backward. In the mighty name of Jesus. When we come to the end of this year, you will see in your life that you have made a remarkable progress. This year, you are going to move forward. I'm prophesying. Prophesy with me. Say this year, I will march forward. I will not go backward. I don't care what the economy is saying. I am moving forward this year. This year, I will achieve greatness. This year, I'm anointed for increase. I will not decrease in the mighty name of Jesus. Say the loudest, amen. He said, he anointed him. He said, when you leave me today, you are going to move forward. You will meet people. They will bless you. You will prophesy. When these signs have come upon you, prophesy with them. Do as occasion demand before God is with you. God is with you to prosper because you have been anointed for increase. And you will not go backward in Jesus' name. Say it again. Say, I've been anointed to increase. In year 2024, are you afraid to say it? Say, I've been anointed for increase. I can't hear you again. This year, I will not move backward. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. May the Lord honor your prayers in Jesus' name. How do you flow in the anointing for increase? Number one, you enjoy open door. If God has anointed you for increase, you enjoy open door. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. See, I have set before thee an open door. Somebody say open door. Say God has set before me an open door. Can I hear open door? Can I hear open door? Can I hear open door? May you enjoy open door in the name of Jesus. See, I have set before thee an open door which no man can shut. Because your strength is small, I have given you an open door. Open door means easy access to God's blessing. That's what will be your portion in Jesus' name. He said, I have anointed you for increase because I have set before you an open door which no man can shut. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I have open door. No man will close that open door. I will have easy access to God's blessing. Can I hear you loud and clear? Say, I will have easy access to God's blessing in the name of Jesus. In Mark chapter 10, verse 48 to 51, there was a man called Blind Bartimaeus. He was crying and begging for help blindly. But somebody told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he said, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. And people said, Jesus of Nazareth does not have your time. Jesus of Nazareth is a busy Jesus. He does not go for low life. But the Bible says in verse 48, He shouted yet the more, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. And the Bible says, Jesus stood still. I said, bring him up. And he said, be of good comfort. He's calling you. And when he came, Jesus said, I have given you an open door. What do you want me to do for you? Anything. Name anything. I will do it for you. And the man said, sir, that I may receive my sight. That I may receive my sight. Jesus said, have it. Because I have it with me. I can give it to you. Whatever you need to make your life happy, may the Lord give it to you. 
I'm praying for you sincerely tonight. Wherever the sue is paining you, and you want God to answer, may the Lord answer that prayer. May your life be filled with easy access to his blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus. So many people were around him. So many people were crying. But Jesus stood still for blind Bartimaeus and gave him access to his miracle. I'm praying for you that the miracle you will receive this year, you don't need to go to the mountain. You will receive it easily. Easy access is what they call open door. The blind Bartimaeus received an easy access to his blessing. And may the Lord give you that open door in Jesus' name. Open door is number one thing that shows you that God has anointed you for increase. You are not struggling. When you achieve greatness, most of the time, even though you have labor, you don't see much of your labor other than the grace of God that has made things work for you. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace towards me was not in vain. Even though I labor, it was because his grace has been poured upon me to bless me. See, I can see the evidence of God's grace. Look at where you are right now. You'll not be here without God's grace. And whatever you will need for God to bless you will be an open door, easy access to God's blessing. A little effort, yet massive success. May the Lord give you open door this year in Jesus' name. Okay, number two thing that guarantee increase, that shows that you have been anointed for increase, is open mind. Open mind. Your mind is open. Your mind is open. And, and I've said this several times. Maybe I should emphasize it again. There are so many people that go on to bless, but their mind is closed. Some people, their mind is closed to certain vessels that God wants to use. Some people, their mind is closed to certain businesses. Some people, their mind is closed because of certain disappointments. So when God is bringing blessing their way, and it does not look like it, they don't want to listen. They say, no, I don't want to listen. I just don't like that man, or I just don't like that business, or I just don't like that area. Take for instance now, if you are in Oshobo, and you made up your mind that, ah, there is nothing in Oshogbo. And you keep saying it. Even when God is take, giving you great opportunity that can make you an international person, you say, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. And because of that, all the blessings that is in Nazareth will be passing you by. Forgetting that Jesus is called Jesus of Nazareth. It doesn't matter. Your mind needs to be Libra, need to be open to what God wants to do in you and around you. I know you have been working for years. I know so many people have hurt you. So many people have disappointed you. Some of you, you even feel that you have prayed and God did not answer. Or you have thought about it that uh, this state is a civil servant state. There is no great business. There is nothing can happen. But you need to open your mind to divine possibility. To what God can do. Even in a strange land, in a barren land like this. You need to open your mind. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Verses 11 to 13. 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 11 to 13. Apostle Paul says that you are not limited by our message. You are limited by your own mind. And I'm saying this sincerely because I know there are some of you, maybe because of things that you have heard, if anybody says that tonight, what I want to preach about is prosperity. Say, mm, what today? I want prosperity preacher. And by having that mind, even when there is a principle 
or an anointed instruction that can lift your life up, you refuse to hear it. Your mind is closed. And so you sought yourself change from it. There are some of you, there are some things. However, some people against blessing. For no reason, you feel it cannot work, it doesn't work. So by that, you have excluded yourself from anything that God wants to do. Because without your mind, God cannot do anything. Philemon chapter 1 verse 14. He says, so that your profiting will not be by compulsion. It will be as if God is forcing you. God does not like to force blessing on you. He wants it to be a willing acceptance. Have you not heard in John chapter 1 verse 12 that he came to his own. His own rejected him. And those who that accepted him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. What did they do special? They accepted him. They opened their mind to the gospel and they were blessed. I pray that your mind will be open in Jesus' name. He said, I'm speaking to you as my dear children. When God is speaking to you, be open. Be enlarged. Open your mind. Open. Don't close your mind. You can't be inspired when your mind is closed. You can't be inspired. You need to be excited to be anointed. You need to be excited. You have to open your mind. Maybe there is a great possibility. Maybe there is a great revelation. Maybe there is a great idea. Maybe there is something God's about to do. Every new thing that God wants to do will be triggered by something small. You can write it down. Every new thing. When God wants to do something big, it will not come with big apparel. You won't see something big that I, let the heaven shake. And I hear bah, 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 bah. Boo, boo, boo. big thing most times start small. And they don't even look like it most of the time. That is why your mind must be at an excitement mode most of the time. Even though your beginning be small, the Bible says your later hand shall greatly increase. In other words, you are seeing something that does not look as if it's going to work, but your mind is open and excited. Then there will be a great release. But you know what most people do in church? They are pessimistic people. Even when God is doing great things, they say, Lord, I don't want to know know it. As I say, be old. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Will you not know it? Will you be open and excited about what God is doing? There are some God will knock and knock and knock. Stand at the door. Nobody is opening. And it's not a forceful God that will jam the door. He say you open your mind to it. You must be excited. Do you know some people live in a time when Jesus Christ was physically on heart? A majority of them were not blessed. Because even though great things was happening in their generation, they refused to pay attention. They refused. Their mind was just closed. How do you think Pharisees and Sadducees were feeling when Jesus was performing miracles? How could you imagine that somebody was thinking about crucifying Jesus? How do you think people would gather at his crusade and so we picking stone to stone him? What do you think was wrong with their mind? Do you think their mind was satanic? No. Their mind was close. That God cannot work that way. In John chapter 9, he met a boy that was born blind. And he said, it was because of his father's sin or his mother's sin. Jesus said, I'm changing the theology. He was blind because I am not here. Now that I'm here, I will open his eyes. And he said, bring him here. And anointed his eyes with a clay he made with his saliva. And he has a blind man. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam and you're going to see. And the boy obeyed foolishly. And washed and he came back saying. And he started rejoicing. And the Pharisees heard in their synagogue. 
that the man they call Jesus heal a man, no? And he said, it's not possible. He said, bring the boy here. They say, come here. Who heal you? He said, Jesus. How did you heal you? He said, he made mud. He anointed my eyes. He said, I should go and walk. Wash in the pool of Silla. And because of their perception about Jesus, because perception is stronger than reality, they could not believe he can do it. They say, it's not possible. Go and call his parents. Their mind were closed to whatever Jesus did on their time. They were so closely minded that they would not even reason that, wait a minute, this miracle is possible. This miracle is possible. They could not listen. So they called the parents. And the parents said, sir, the boy he healed is of age. Let him tell you the truth. And they called him the second time. Say, is it true that you are born blind? He said, yes, it's true. Is it true that the man they called Jesus made you to see? He said, yes, it's true. They said, okay, who is that Jesus to you? He said, that Jesus must be a prophet or a man of God. He said, shut up. It can't be. They say, why? He said, we have read. He does not observe the Sabbath. The Sabbath then was their problem. The Sabbath. He said, well, whether I observe Sabbath or doesn't observe Sabbath, I don't know. But one thing I know, I was blind. Now, I can see. They say, okay, explain again how he made you to see. He said, I have told you before. If I explain again, will you believe him? He said, shut up your mouth. You don't want to hear. You don't want to believe him. Ever since, ever since, we know that Jesus cannot be man because we all are following Moses. And this man is not following Moses. And the man smiled and said, Ever since the world began, we have never seen anybody performing this kind of miracle. Whether Jesus is a sinner or is not a sinner, I don't care. But one thing I know, I was blind and he made me to see. What did they do? Did they praise God with him? Did they throw a party for him? Did they celebrate him? Were they dancing a circle dance together, rejoicing with the blind man? What did they do to him? They say, you are trying to preach to us. You are born in sin. They started with Jesus as a sinner. And they were now condemning the person that is supporting Jesus. And they chased him out of the temple. Their mind were closed. When your mind is closed, even when opportunity and miracle is near you, it cannot reach you. Apostle Paul says, I'm speaking to you. Be open so that you can be blessed. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, We all with open face behold him in a mirror. We are observing him and we are being changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When you read this second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 10, you will discover I was talking about the Jewish people. That even till now, if they reach the gospel, they have a generational blindness. Their mind is closed. Simple interpretation of the gospel, they refuse to accept it. And there are people like that in church. Even when the Bible is so clear that this is what the Bible says, they will say, eh, but God may mean something else. Their mind is closed. And when your mind is closed, the gospel is hidden. When the gospel is hidden, the gospel can't work in your life. Why is the gospel not working in your life? 
the light of gospel is not entering your heart. So there's no way you can change. It is the entrance of his word that give back to power. It is the entrance of his word that also give back to understanding. So when you come to church, your mind should be open. Lord, speak unto me for your servant here. And anytime your mind is open, you are anointed for increase. You are anointed for favor. You are anointed for progress. Because your mind is open to his instruction. Your mind is open to instruction. We have seen so many people that were blessed in the Bible. And it seems as if Jesus is trying to convince them. Look at Peter, the story of Peter in Luke chapter 5. Peter has toiled over the night without anything. And Jesus was saying in the morning, launch out your nets into the boat. And he said, well, nevertheless, at your word. And God blessed him because his mind was open. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, my mind is open for increase. Say, my mind is open for increase. I can't hear you guessing my mind is open for increase. Say, my mind is open for increase. I had somebody in the church for some years. And I will ask him after the church, what did you gain today after the service? And he will be scrabbling for word. Even though the messages were simple, he cannot remember anything that touches him. I know this person was not blessed. There's no way he will last. You cannot last where you are not blessed. Your mind must be enriched. When your mind is enriched on a daily basis, your blessing will increase. There's nobody that can change it. If God touches your mind, it will touch your life. If you come to church, throughout, nothing touches you. You are not blessed. Don't deceive yourself. If you are blessed, we know. Somebody said, if I preach, how do we know that God is using me? You will be blessed. You don't need to ask anybody. You ask yourself. When you ask yourself and you are blessed, the people are blessed. If you come to church, you sit for one hour, you are not blessed. Nothing interests you, nothing excites you. You are not blessed. And you can't say you are increasing when you are not blessed. That means you are decreasing. Your mind must be open to be blessed. That the blessing of God will work in your life. And I pray that you'll be anointed for increase tonight in Jesus' name. Number one is open door. Number two is open mind. Number three is open hand. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. There is one that scattereth yet increaseth. There is one that is holding or holding more than it is necessary, yet is full of lack. The Bible says, A libra soul shall be made fat. Proverbs chapter 11, 24 to 25. Are we there? Okay. Put on verse 24. Verse 24. Let's start. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than it is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. This is a principle that works in business. Oh. I'm telling you, Jesus in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 20, verse 35 says, It is more blessed to give than to. He says, When it comes to a woman being and you want to receive, you have to be a gift. That is the principle that works everywhere. It is not religion. 
it is not really what makes people work for you is what you are giving to them. I had a man from uh, that has a school in Manchester, UK today for collaboration. And you can see the ultimate is what do I take from you? What do you give me? That is what is always on the table. Anytime there's any transaction, there is no speaking in tongue about it. There's nothing like that. If you are willing to give more, you will receive more. That's the way it is. If you are willing to withhold the little that you have, you will decrease. That's the principle. There is one that scattered. The world of business. You have many marketers working for you. You are scattering. They are saying that you are good. You are paying well. The commission is high. Oh, it's good to work with you. So, so we say you are a transformer. You are changing life. You must not die. No devil must kill you. It's because of what you are giving to them. You are scattering. You are scattering. And they keep testifying. And they keep working. When people have nothing to gain from you, you are withholding more than it is necessary. You must have something to gain from you. Because you are a blessing. He said, I will bless you and you are going to become a blessing. Whatever you can give that will make somebody happy, give it generously. Because a generous soul will be made fat. If God gives you smile, smile generously. If God gives you ability to greet, greet generously. Anything that, it's not about money that you give. Even some of you, to greet somebody is a difficult thing. You come alone, go back home alone. When you say, greet at least seven people, you manage stylishly with shyness and uh, stinginess. Greet three people. Have you not discovered that people that don't know how to parudu, parara, don't make it in life? They didn't tell you. Communication is one of the biggest way. Biggest way to receive blessing. You know how to communicate. You know how to greet people. You know how to say kuku, say kukai. All those things, they matters in the world of business. You say, is this smile do they need? Smiling is a gift. It's a gift. If you should smile and you don't smile, you are stingy. And it can cost you a lot of blessing. A generous soul. A generous soul is a liberal soul. A heart that is willing to give. What will it cost you to bless somebody? What will it cost you? What will it cost you to be a blessing? Even in the church. What will it cost you? See the whole world as a sowing grant. Sow in the morning. Sow in the afternoon. Sow into this. Don't make life unnecessarily difficult for people. Be happy because you are blessed and be a giver. Let something from you flow out. Because anytime we are talking about giving, you frown your face because you think we are always talking about money. But the truth about this is that people that don't give money don't also give other things because giving is an attitude. It's an attitude. If you are willing to give, you will discover that you are generous in so many other ways. When it comes to human being, 
It's more blessed to give than to receive. Let's read it. Let's read Acts chapter 20, verse 35. That's about 20, chapter, first, chapter 20, verse 35. 35. I've sold you all things. How that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of our Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You are not only working for your mouth. You are working to be a blessing. You are working to make somebody laugh. You are making to make your family laugh. You are working to make people around you thank God for your life. You are a generous soul because you are a blessing to somebody. You can't just sit down and not do anything. Can't sit down and not do anything. With human being, you are friend when you are a giver. But when you are not, eventually you are not blessed. I've said it before. I said, in those days in redeem. But we say when we transfer somebody, if you don't like the person, give him gifts that we are transferring him so that we thank God. As he's thanking God for you, you're also thanking God that he's living. He say thanksgiving become double. He's thanking God that even though people think I'm not good, they are still giving me gifts. Lord, I thank you. You are thanking God. He's thanking God that people are appreciating me. He said, if you like him, give him gifts. Because if you're thanking God that people like him, and you also will be happy that you appreciate him for what he has done. He said, thanksgiving also become double. He said, in a situation where you are not willing to give, the man will not have any reason to thank God for. You too, you will not be happy. But the next thing he didn't tell us is that you too, you will not be blessed. Because I know those people when we call committee in those days, when we want to buy gifts for pastors, that they will say no. Is he not collecting salary? No, you can't get that. Even me that I'm working, I don't have that kind of fridge in my house. Majority of them, till today, they are still poor. I know them. There's no one that I've ever worked with that we suggested something that we want to give and give that is still poor. They are blessed today. I said two people that gave, that surprised me in my daughter's wedding. One from my wife's family, a brother. One of my half-brother. They surprised me. After 27 or 28 years, my wife's brother said, it is my responsibility to do it. I will do it. I didn't know what it takes, but he did it. So I asked him, when I went to him, to thank him. Why did you do it then? And you are still willing to do now. Even though if he refused to give anything now, it's not an offense. Because he has fulfilled his role. He said, well, I did it then. Because I said to myself, nobody will do it if I don't do it. It is my responsibility. I decided to suit that responsibility. Why do you do it again now? 28 years after, I feel that it's an honor for me to do it now. Do you see the way he give her things? Do you know some people, our friend, did not even greet us. Congratulations, your daughter is getting married. They are even stingy with their greeting. Avoiding us that very soon, time we pass, they will forget about the wedding. Till now. And my half brother. That make me feel special when I want to get married. I went to Lagos. I told him, he said, Well, 
it's difficult for somebody to work and give you his money. But pray, I will save money and give you. And I left and I came back after two weeks and he wrapped 5,000. 5,000 to me then was like 500,000. Because my salary then was 3,500. He gave me the cash. Then. And this time around, he gave again 50,000. And he made me feel special. He said, you know, you are my favorite among all of us. I've loved you since the day you were born. That's what flew from the heart of a giver. It's not about what has he done for me. Why did he come and visit me in Lagos? What is his contribution to my life? A giver does not think that way. A giver gives because he's blessed. A giver gives because it's his responsibility. A giver gives because he feels, if I don't do it, who else will do it? A giver gives because he loves. And it is the heart that God is looking at. If your heart is perfect towards giving, you will discover that your hand is receiving increase upon increase because you want to help. While you are helping others, eventually you are helping yourself. If you are stingy, you are doing it against your life. I will not give. If I give, the person will become rich. It's a lie. Oh. If you don't give, you will still become rich. What makes a man rich or poor is his mind. The mindset of that particular person. So what does what make you rich or poor? When you have a mindset that this is your responsibility, God will give it to you. I've told you before here. I saw an old woman begging for ham at Ushubo garage. I didn't have a car then. I was going to Bumashaw. Begging for ham to feed at Ushubo garage. And I look at that woman then. And the age of that woman was like the age of my mother at home. And I said to myself in that car, I will never be alive and my mother will beg for food. Nobody preached giving or taking care of my mother to me. Nobody. I preached to myself. And I told my mother, from now, I'll be paying you monthly salary. I didn't have a car then, no. Until my mother died. And let me be honest with you. With all humility, I feel one of the honor I've received my family during my daughter's wedding is because of the role I play in my mother's life. Even people that do not give in my mother's side, they send money to me. People that don't give. I'm not the firstborn. I'm just the second. I'm not the third. I'm the fourth. Yet when they were packaging gifts to give for the family, they will call me aside and give me. And I will call my brother and give him. This is from this family. Because people know people that are giving. Don't think nobody knows. Everybody knows. They know. And when they now hear that, ah, Pastor Detuji want to do marriage for his daughter. They all rally landed me. Maybe because of what my mother told them before she died. Or because of what they have heard or what they have seen. Whatever you are doing now, people are seeing it. I'm not only preaching about giving generosity to church. I'm talking about your parents. Your siblings. People around you. Don't be wicked. Show them love. And show them generosity. Let them know that God has blessed you. It will not diminish you. 
will not diminish you. I wanted to do something, travel sometimes, and uh, I've prepared my mind. I had the paper. I was okay. And my brother came and said, there is no food for me to eat. Say so many things to me. And I said to my wife, I can't go. She said, why? I can't go on holiday when my brother is suffering of hunger. I'm poor now. I should admit that. I have to say to him. And my wife asked me, is that what you think? I said, that's what I think. I think I'm not here today. And I call him. Tell me what we need for one month for your bakery. The flour, the sugar, the wood, the everything. And he calculated everything. And I drove him to the bank. And I withdrew the saving I had for that journey. I gave it to him. I didn't borrow it. I saved it myself. I gave it to him. Till today, he's still mentioning it. Don't be wicked. Don't be wicked. Be Libra. And you will see all those people supporting you one way or the other. You think that they are poor. They may be poor in money, but they are rich in something. I don't know how we feel if I'm doing that kind of celebration and my brother is not there. And he said, I'm not coming. His space will be empty. My in-law will be shocked. And they will ask me, I, I, I think you said you are many in your family. Or do you think I will rent people? It will be too late. So the little thing you can give now to help people around you, do it. And you can be sure they will remember. And they will bless you back later. Besides, you don't even know some of these people you are looking down on. One day, God can decide to lift them up. And they will know that you can bless them then that you refuse. I pray that you have an open hand. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to be Libra, to be generous, to have an open hand, and to be a blessing to people around me. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but somehow God is talking to somebody. Christianity is not about frowning your face and speaking in tongue. All this kakaka will not work without giving. Give people around you. If anybody is helping you, be generous to them. Bless them back. Help people around you. That is Christianity. You are blessed to be a blessing. You must be a blessing and be generous. Whatever you have, if it's a gift, be generous with it. If it's a smile, be generous with it. If anything that God has given you, let people see that you are giving. You are giving yourself. You are giving what you have. Don't let us be thinking. Anytime we want to send you on an error and say, ah, Tabasov, we say, yo, say bye. Say, if, you, if you ask this person to do this, will he do it? That's not a generous person. A generous person is willing to serve. God, what will I do? Anything you want me to do, I will do it. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I've been anointed for increase. I enjoy open door. Easy access all the days of my life. I will not struggle to be blessed. I will walk under open heaven. And I will walk under open doors. In the name of Jesus. I receive easy access to my breakthrough and to my blessing. 
in the name of Jesus. Open door is number one that guarantee increase. Lord, I receive open door. Let my door be open. When I lock, let it be open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive open door. I receive open door. Raise your hands to heaven and say, I receive open mind. My mind will not be closed against my miracle. My mind will not be closed against my idea. My uh, mind will not be closed against my opportunity. In the mighty name of Jesus. My mind will not be closed against the blessing that will change my story. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Sadducees and Pharisees, I cast them out. In the name of Jesus. I receive a liberal mind to hear ideas and suggestion that will change my story. In the name of Jesus. I will not despise the days of small beginning and I will not despise small idea for my transformation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, help me. Let it be from glory to glory for me. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Your right hand to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace for generosity, for open hand, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I receive grace to be a giver because I am blessed, too blessed not to give. Lord, help me to be a blessing all the days of my life, in the mighty name of Jesus. I will make my world a better place. I will make my family a better family. I will make my children better children by my giving and generosity. I receive grace to be a giver in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Let me be Libra. A Libra soul shall be made fat. He that water order shall be blessed also himself. When you water other people, the Bible says God will water you. Let's pray and say, Father, I receive grace to be a giver. I will not be stingy. More than it is necessary. Lord, I receive grace to be liberal-minded, to be kind, to be loving. In the name of Jesus, are you praying at all? Go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Pray and say, Father, I receive grace for generosity. It is more blessed to give. It is more blessed to be kind than to be wicked. I receive grace for kindness in the name of Jesus. I'll be a blessing all the days of my life. Nobody can resist a giver. Once you are a giver, other people will bless you. Go anywhere. There's a place for giver in this world. And we are living in a dangerous time where people need givers more. I receive grace, Lord, to be a giver. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Father, we receive anointing for increase. We will not decrease. Father, give us easy access. Open door to our blessings in the name of Jesus. Father, give us open mind to ideas, to suggestions, to counseling, to advice that will change our story. Help us to listen. Help us to obey. Help us to accept. Give us open mind in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, give us open hand. Open hand to be a blessing. To connect with others. And to bless the life of other people. So that they will remember us for good. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Oh, me.